This is Retirement Talk with Mike Graber from Compass Retirement Advisors. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Mike Graber provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. Happy 4th of July weekend, everyone, and welcome to Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. Uh, as always, we're just uh, delighted when you decide uh, to uh, join us here on uh, our weekly show. You know, the 4th of July weekend uh, and the 4th of July, that's uh, the day that as a nation we celebrate our liberty and our freedom. And more than any other uh, natural instinct, I think, uh, is our desire just to be free, to live our lives as we choose, free from uh, interference from outsiders. That's truly uh, an American uh, desire. Uh, and that desire uh, freed our country from uh, British oppression. Uh, it rid our country you know, of slavery. And it's served uh, to protect uh, the freedom of others all around the world throughout uh, American history. You know, our country, uh, the good old United States of America, has been the defender of freedom now for almost 250 years. I think 246 would be exact. And this weekend, we celebrate uh, with a variety of festivals and parades and uh, concerts and fireworks, uh, picnics, and we celebrate uh, with our family and friends. And we wanted to uh, take uh, our show today and share uh, with you uh, this celebration. And uh, we've got a couple of things that we've uh, uh, prepared. We're going to pull in the, to, to use in our celebration. Uh, we've got uh, a short speech uh, by President Reagan I want to play. Uh, and uh, we've got a little Alan Jackson for you today. But first, I want to bring in uh, Tony Shore uh, to help us uh, celebrate this 4th of July weekend. Uh, Tony, a happy Liberty and Freedom Weekend 2022 to, to your and your household. Oh, thanks, Mike, and thanks for having me on the show. I will say this is my favorite holiday. Uh, it's up there. I love Thanksgiving as well. Thanksgiving and Fourth of July are my favorites. I mean, Fourth of July, for all the reasons you named, uh, obviously uh, what it means and why we celebrate is number one. Uh, number two, I'm not going to lie, love grilling, love the grilled food, burgers and brats on 4th of July in the summer and spending time with family. I mean, what could be better? Picnics and grilling with family. Uh, I absolutely love it. And during the summer, which is uh, great weather. So that's always fun. And I admit, I love fireworks uh, pretty much every year. Uh, the wife and kids and I go check out the fireworks show. Uh, we live in a town on a river where we have a, a great fireworks show. So uh, I encourage people to get out there and celebrate our freedoms uh, and uh, go to a professional fireworks show. I don't like it so much when they shoot them off in the neighborhood, but <laughs> the big shows I yeah, like. My yeah, late at night when they're still going on at two or three in the morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, and my dog, my poor dog, doesn't like it. But um, there is uh, one more uh, important celebration. Uh, and that's, uh, the anniversary 
you're celebrating. Uh, Mike, this is your 40th year in the financial services business. You must have started when you were 10 years old. I, I feel like that, Tony. It feels, <laughs> it feels like I've been at it forever. But uh, Well, congratulations. Yeah. I mean, well, thank 40 you. years of helping people and families protect their financial assets. I mean, um, you have certainly, uh, uh, your career has certainly passed the test of time with flying colors. Well, Tony, uh, thank you for mentioning that. Uh, I remember it well. July 5th, 1982 was uh, my first day in the, the financial uh, services business. Wow. Um, little strange beginnings. You know, the day after the 4th of July holiday, I show up at, at the office in downtown Washington, Indiana, and the door's locked. And I thought, well, I must be just a little bit earlier. I had the time wrong. And uh, come to find out, uh, too much celebrating had gone on that weekend with my boss, and he showed up about noon. So I sat in uh, my little uh, Ford Mustang out on Main Street in Washington and waited for him to show up. So that was uh, how it all started. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I stuck around for him to show up uh, that well, day. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've been blessed in, in so many ways. Uh, I've had uh, the support of uh, great mentors early in my career, uh, tremendous uh, support. Uh, from uh, my wife, Alice, and, and my kids along the way. Uh, and I've really been blessed to work with some really, really fine people and to have them as uh, clients over these uh, 40 years. So, yeah, four decades uh, in the books now. We start uh, year 41 uh, this next week, and uh, we don't have any uh, immediate plans to, to slow down. We're looking forward to continuing to help uh, individuals and families uh, figure out the solutions that are needed for uh, their uh, retirement and, and legacy plans. So, Tony, thanks for, for, for mentioning that. I appreciate yeah, it. No problem. Well, I know you started when you were young and you have learned a lot over the years that you uh, share with our listeners and help folks with. And I, I know even after 40 years, your desire is just to serve Southwest Indiana for a lot, uh, many more years to come. And uh, we look forward to more shows, too. Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. Uh, I plan on doing the show with you for years to come, as long as my voice holds out, Mike. And uh, I think it's great that you want to take a pause from our regular retirement or financial topics to celebrate our nation's birthday, the 4th of July. And you have a speech. You, you mentioned a short speech by President Reagan that you want our listeners to hear. Is that right? Yeah, I do, Tony. And, uh, you know, in my lifetime, uh, as I uh, look back, when it comes to, you know, the, the fight for uh, freedom, uh, it, it's often President uh, Reagan who comes to mind, and, and he uh, really championed the cause for freedoms around the world. And uh, I'm sure many people remember him standing in front of the Berlin Wall many years ago, and he tells, you know, Russian President Gorbachev to tear down this wall. Uh, and you know what? Uh, it happened. But it took somebody to uh, make it uh, important to uh, shine the light on it and, uh, you know, call out uh, the uh, oppressors of freedom. And uh, I was uh, happy that, that he had the courage uh, to, to do that. And, and I also remember Reagan using uh, phrases like, you know, city, uh, shining city on a hill, I think is the way he put it, uh, as a, a beacon for the, the call to freedom. So uh, I went back and, and looked around the internet a little bit. And I found a speech that he gave in front of the Statue of Liberty. This is back uh, July 4th, 1986. 
And I think uh, it's good that we uh, take a little time uh, today to uh, reflect for just a few minutes on the beginnings uh, of our nation and uh, the resulting freedoms uh, that uh, everyone uh, today who lives in America has uh, the opportunity and the right uh, to uh, enjoy. So uh, here's a, a short speech. It's about nine minutes or so uh, from President Reagan uh, standing in the harbor um, on a Navy ship uh, talking about uh, the birth of our freedoms here in America. My fellow Americans, in a few moments, the celebration will begin here in New York Harbor. It's going to be quite a show. I was just looking over the preparations and thinking about a saying that we had back in Hollywood about never doing a scene with kids or animals because they'd steal the scene every time. So you can rest assured, I wouldn't even think about trying to compete with a fireworks display, especially on the 4th of July. My remarks tonight will be brief, but it's worth remembering that all the celebration of this day is rooted in history. It's recorded that shortly after the Declaration of Independence was signed in Philadelphia, celebrations took place throughout the land, and many of the former colonists, they were just starting to call themselves Americans, set off cannons and marched in fife and drum parades. What a contrast with the sober scene that has taken place a short time earlier in Independence Hall. Fifty-six men came forward to sign the parchment. It was noted at the time that they pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honors. And that was more than rhetoric. Each of those men knew the penalty for high treason to the crown. We must all hang together, Benjamin Franklin said, or assuredly we will all hang separately. And John Hancock, it is said, wrote his signature in large script so King George could see it without his spectacles. They were brave. They stayed brave through all the bloodshed of the coming years. Their courage created a nation built on a universal claim to human dignity, on the proposition that every man, woman, and child had a right to a future of freedom. For just a moment, let us listen to the words again. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Last night, when we rededicated Miss Liberty and relit her torch, we reflected on all the millions who came here in search of the dream of freedom inaugurated in Independence Hall. We reflected, too, on their courage in coming great distances and settling in a foreign land and then passing on to their children and their children's children. The hope symbolized in this statue here just behind us, the hope that is America. It is a hope that someday every people and every nation of the world will know the blessings of liberty. And it's the hope of millions all around the world. In the last few years, I've spoken at Westminster to the Mother of Parliaments, at Versailles, where 
French kings and world leaders have made war and peace. I've been to the Vatican in Rome, the Imperial Palace in Japan, and the ancient city of Beijing. I've seen the beaches of Normandy and stood again with those boys of Pointe de Hoc, who long ago scaled the heights, and with, at that time, Lisa Zanetta Hen, who was at Omaha Beach for the father she loved. The father who had once dreamed of seeing again the place where he and so many brave others had landed on D-Day. But he had died before he could make that trip. And she made it for him. And Dad, she had said, I'll always be proud. And I've seen the successors to these brave men. The young Americans in uniform all over the world. Young Americans like you here tonight who manned the mighty USS Kennedy and the Iowa and the other ships of the line. I can assure you, you out there who are listening, that these, these young people are like their fathers and their grandfathers, just as willing, just as brave, and we can be just as proud. But our prayer tonight is that the call for their courage will never come, and that it's important for us, too, to be brave. Not so much the bravery of the battlefield, I mean the bravery of brotherhood. All through our history, our presidents and leaders have spoken of national unity and warned us that the real obstacle to moving forward the boundaries of freedom, the only permanent danger to the hope that is America, comes from within. It's easy enough to dismiss this as a kind of familiar exhortation. Yet the truth is that even two of our greatest founding fathers, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson, once learned this lesson late in life. They'd worked so closely together in Philadelphia for independence. But once that was gained and a government was formed, something called partisan politics began to get in the way. After a bitter and divisive campaign, Jefferson defeated Adams for the presidency in 1800. And the night before Jefferson's inauguration, Adams slipped away to Boston, disappointed, brokenhearted, and bitter. For years, their estrangement lasted. But then, when both had retired, Jefferson at 68 to Monticello, and Adams at 76 to Quincy, they began through their letters to speak again to each other. Letters that discussed almost every conceivable subject, gardening, horseback riding, even sneezing as a cure for hiccups, but other subjects as well. The loss of loved ones, the mystery of grief and sorrow, the importance of religion, and of course, the last thoughts, the final hopes of two old men two great patriarchs for the country that they had helped to found and loved so deeply. It carries me back, Jefferson wrote about correspondence with his co-signer of the Declaration of Independence, to the times when, beset with difficulties and dangers, we were fellow laborers in the same cause, struggling for what is most valuable to man, his right to self-government, laboring always at the same oar with some wave ever ahead threatening to overwhelm us and yet passing harmless, we rode through the storm with heart and hand. It was their last gift to us, this lesson in brotherhood, in tolerance for each other, this insight into America's strength 
as a nation. And when both died on the same day, within hours of each other, that date was July 4th, 50 years exactly after that first gift to us, the Declaration of Independence. My fellow Americans, it falls to us to keep faith with them and all the great Americans of our past. Believe me, if there's one impression I carry with me after the privilege of holding for five and a half years the office held by Adams, Jefferson, and Lincoln, it is this, that the things that unite us, America's past of which we're so proud, our hopes and aspirations for the future of the world and it, this much-loved country, these things far outweigh what little divides us. And so tonight, we reaffirm that Jew and Gentile, we are one nation under God, that black and white, we are one nation indivisible, that Republican and Democrat, we are all Americans. Tonight, with heart and hand, through whatever trial and travail, we pledge ourselves to each other and to the cause of human freedom, the cause that has given light to this land and hope to the world. My fellow Americans, we're known around the world as a confident and a happy people. Tonight, there's much to celebrate and many blessings to be grateful for. So while it's good to talk about serious things, it's just as important and just as American to have some fun. Now, let's have some fun. Let the celebration begin. Wow, that was powerful. And uh, I'm glad you played that for us today, Mike, uh, the speech by Ronald Reagan. And I, I, I love how he put that. Uh, I think our listeners appreciated that as well, I'm sure. And uh, it's it's really powerful, isn't it? It is. And, and I'm really happy that we've got, you know, the resources today, like the internet, where you can go back and find, uh, you know, historical figures like President Reagan uh, standing up for freedom, um, you know, reminding all Americans uh, that, uh, you know, freedom came because uh, there were individuals, you know, 250 or more years ago that had uh, the desire uh, had uh, the uh, inclination to, to do something about it, you know, to, to begin the fights for freedom. And uh, I'm happy that we live in a country that uh, works hard to, to maintain that. Sometimes we wonder, uh, as we see some of our freedoms uh, infringed a little bit, sometimes it feels like that the circle is kind of closing in. But it it's kind of like the pendulum on the clock, you know, it swings to and fro and uh, through all of that, you know, the fight for freedom continues, and it takes people willing to stand up and, and uh, say what's important and uh, remind everyone. I think it's important we remind our kids these days uh, about uh, the beginnings of our country, um, the, the freedoms, the cost of freedom, and uh, let them know that uh, we only enjoy celebrations like this 4th of July because uh, we're a country that uh, truly cherishes uh, the freedom. Um, so that's uh, pretty much going to wrap up things for uh, today's show. Uh, on next week's show, uh, we're going to start uh, uh, maybe a two or three week series, and we've titled that Recession Proof Your Retirement. 
know, most uh, financial uh, prognosticators are, are forecasting a, a recession as the Fed uh, continues to raise interest rates, trying to tamp down inflation. And it's important that we consider, you know, the possibility of a recession and how that uh, might impact our uh, retirement uh, assets. Uh, so uh, join us again next week uh, for that show. If you have any questions about your retirement, you can reach me at 812-787-0809. You can visit our website, compassretirementadvisorsllc.com. And uh, you can always uh, drop me an email at mgraber at compassra.com. But uh, until next week or until uh, I hear from you, uh, be safe. Have a great time with your family and friends this weekend. Uh, Celebrate. Enjoy all the festivities. And we're going to close out today's show with uh, Alan Jackson uh, performing uh, our Star Spangled Banner. Thank you for joining us today on Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous flight oh the ramparts we watched were so gallant Red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave? Oh, the Thank you for listening to Retirement Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, contact Mike Graber at Compass Retirement Advisors. Call 812-787-0809 or visit them online at compassretirementadvisorsllc.com. Investment advisory services provided by ChangePath LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Compass Retirement Advisors LLC, the Insurance Shop Inc., and ChangePath LLC are unaffiliated entities. Mike Graber and Compass Retirement Advisors are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Provided content is for overview and informational purposes only and is not intended and should not be relied upon as individual tax, legal, fiduciary, or investment advice. Each individual situation will vary and opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no 
representations can be made to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to representation. The information contained herein is based on our understanding of current tax law. The tax and legislative information may be subject to change and different interpretation. We recommend that you seek professional legal advice for applicability to your personal situation. Tax planning can be very difficult, and making mistakes on your taxes can haunt you for years. The good news is that most tax mistakes are easily avoidable. All you need is the right professional for the job. At Compass Retirement Advisors, we have access to a team of CPAs and CFPs who can help you avoid costly tax mistakes and minimize tax exposure. To help you better understand taxes, we have The Future of U.S. Taxation, a guide written by tax professional and author Nick Stovall that you can download now. All you have to do is visit CompassRetirementAdvisorsLLC.com or call us at 812-787-0809 to request your copy. This informative guide is just one part of the Retirement Income Toolkit, which can help arm yourself with the information you need to help secure your retirement. Once again, that number to call is 812-787-0809.